Christmas and a happy not New Year or Christmas because it's May and Christmas and New Year's aren't for another seven months or so. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome back to the choir room where we are finally at a Christmas special, the very first Glee Christmas special, and the mid-season finale of season two. I am so excited to be back and in your feeds and in your ears talking about everything A very Glee Christmas. My name is Amon, and of course, I am joined by my very lovely co-host, my little helper, or... Your little Grinch. <laughs> my, yeah, I guess my little Grinch. <laughs> Matt, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, never related to Sue Sylvester Moore in an episode. Um, I, 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 no, that's not true. Um, I don't know why I'm sticking to this uh, story of me being like anti-Christmas. It's I think I'm just anti-Christmas glee episodes is what I've been trying to get at, but it's kind of evolved in my head as me having like an anti-Christmas stance, which is not the case. Um, it's not... Not it's not not the case. This is such a complicated uh, emotion thing that I'm working out in my own head right now. Yeah, I mean, I like Christmas, but then I also I see what happened was I was trying to take last year off of Christmas, but it didn't really work. How like Christmas with the crank style, like fleeing the country and going to Fiji or something, and like forgetting Christmas mm-hmm. exists. Yeah, because the year before I remember was just like Christmas was like too much. And I was like, next year I need a break. I'm going to take the year off. And then it was just impossible. How do you, how do you avoid Christmas? Maybe I'll try it again this year. I mean, I feel like the year off of Christmas is the year between Christmases. No, 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 no. But I need like, I needed that. I needed, I guess like two years between Christmases. I needed like that big gap to know what I was missing. Okay. Well, this is interesting. what, What specifically was too much about it? Like if you don't mind me asking. It's just too much. It happens so often. It's like, I, I mean, first of all, I feel this way about most holidays. Um, my birthday being the only exception because a day that's entirely oh, wow. about me is, of course, wow. um, something that I'm happy with. But uh, when it comes to like every other holiday, like every single other holiday, it's like we don't need to do this every year. We can skip a year or two of uh, Labor Day of uh, Labor Day is not a holiday of like Fourth of July. Like we don't need to have this every single year. It's just it's like. Like, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's throw in some new holidays every two years. We have leap years where we get a, you know, a random extra day in the middle of the year. Let's throw in holidays that are only every couple of years. Let's have Christmas skip a year. I don't know. I I just, it's a lot. I mean, I will agree that as you get older, the years sort of, you know, become faster. And so it feels like Christmas. Because I remember as a kid, it felt like Christmas was always just ages and ages age like life felt so long as a child but now as an adult everything sort of blends together more so i can definitely understand like i mean this past christmas i was like damn like i remember doing this exact same thing last year and it's to the point sometimes where like i'm i'm starting to get christmases mixed up and i think the only way to combat that is to try and make each christmas as different as possible i think that's something that makes it fun for me aside from just 
the general fanfare of it all. I just love how festive of a, of a day that it is and just the season that it is. Like all of November, December is just, you know, like lights, music, food, merriment, gifts. Although I'm not really that big on the gifts anymore. I'm just much more big on the atmosphere of it all and being kind and just spreading cheer and singing and dancing and going to parties and getting drunk and just like it's just it's so fun to me now but i definitely i know what you mean it sometimes i'm like whoa i <laughs> but i think that's more having to do with me just getting older in general because i can see the same thing about my birthday i can see the same thing about halloween i can see the same thing about right. any annual um thing in our lives but I don't know, man. Christmas is always, I can never get enough of it. I'm always bummed the day after Christmas. I'm always bummed the day after New Year's because I'm like, oh, we have to wait a whole nother year until we can do this again. So I just love it. I just, I, 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 I don't know. I know that it's like super cheesy of a holiday, but I just, I can't get enough of it. I love Christmas. Yeah. I mean, when you catch me in a good year, when you catch me at a good time, like I'll definitely be as into it as you are, especially when we were kids. I mean, that's when, the, that's when the day was like so much fun. The, the week's were so much fun because everybody mm-hmm. was in the Christmas spirit back at school and you know you knew that you had that break coming up and it was just that break, uh, a, very, yes. a very very fun time but I think it's just you know as you get older and it's like I mean Christmas just becomes a bill it's like it's just you, you have so many people you have to buy gifts for and it's like it just is, a, a whole it's, bill that you're racking up it's very stressful which is why I say that the gifts aren't a big thing for me anymore um, I will gladly spend my money on decorations <laughs> I will gladly right. spend my money on on food and 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 drinks and stuff like that and experiences like I will gladly go to a Christmas festival I will gladly uh, spend money on buying a tree I will gladly spend money on you know eating hot chocolate and going ice skating and stuff like that but the gift giving is very stressful especially if you're somebody that doesn't have a lot of money because not everybody got it like that you know so it can be a very stressful and depressing time for a lot of people so I definitely understand that and maybe one day I'm gonna have a badass Christmas and like (laughs) swear off the holiday but until that day happens I am like just so I am king Christmas I love it I just can't wait to have like a house of my own and to like I've always wanted to have like a high ceiling tome for the sole purpose of having a huge Christmas tree in my living room. That's just like it's a, that's like a life goal of mine. And I will invite all my friends, even people that hate Christmas, I'll invite them all and we'll just have fun. We'll cook together, we'll sing together, we'll drink together. I just can't wait. I see it in my mind and I just love I love Christmas. Ah! <laughs> my god um well i'm happy for you i'm 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 beyond thrilled that christmas brings you such joy and i'm glad that we have these glee episodes to fill the next couple of uh, however long it takes us to to watch these episodes while we wait for the next christmas to roll around <laughs> um before we actually talk about the episode uh tell me your your santa story how did uh santa progress as in your childhood so i never really got santa um my parents were very realistic about that sort of thing. Um, There was never a time that my sister and I believed in Santa. It was always, we always knew because we were asking our parents, like they would ask us what we wanted for Christmas. We always knew that it was coming from them. Um, I was very aware of what Santa was and who he was and all the stories in the movies. And I love the story. And I love the fact that kids believe that shit. I love it. But that was just never my experience. And I don't feel like I've really missed out on anything from that. Because like I said, like I was still so... I mean, and as, as a kid, like, you don't really give a damn where the gift comes from. You just care that you're getting gifts. You know what I mean? So right. um, I never really got to believe in Santa. I know a few of my peers did, and I was I always made it a point to never reveal that, that, that Santa was not a thing. Like, I wanted them to have that 
for themselves. But at the same time, I never really felt like I missed out on not having that. So my little sister, however, they let my parents like allowed for her to believe in Christmas. They even got the, you know, the house on the the elf on the shelf book and everything that comes with the elf Mm. that will like spy on you to make sure that you're being good all of December to make sure that, you know, Santa has an eye on you and everything like they like she believed entirely, which is kind of fucking scary if you really think about it but (laughs) not the elf (laughs) it's like that elf is fucking scary like it's it's ridiculous but yeah so i i I didn't get that experience my twin didn't get that experience either but i'm such a big fan of it i don't know what i would do for my kids i feel like i might actually end up just like doing something similar to my parents and being like hey like what do you want for christmas but i'm not i'm also not going to sit there and be like santa's not real because my parents didn't necessarily do that either they just you know I guess we were just like kind of like smart enough to realize like oh that's Spanish that's just a story that's not a real thing. Yeah, it's so tough. I mean, like I I never bought into Santa. I don't know. I think it's because my parents probably just didn't try to convince me that Santa was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, I I just grew up knowing that like my parents would ask me exactly, kind of not exactly, but similar to what you said. I knew that they were asking me what I wanted, and you know that they were getting me gifts. And I don't remember if they even wrote um, on the thing like from Santa. I feel like they probably wrote from mom. Maybe they wrote like one or two presents from Santa because like they wanted credit for them. My parents would be like. We're the ones going out spending all of our money on this gift. Uh, And if, you know, my kid's going to come over here and and be thanking some magical person that doesn't exist um, for this and not, you know, not sit, not, not out here, like thanking us when we did all this work, like that's not going to go. So I I feel like I I would probably end up being the same way. Um, But I, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's tough because obviously so many kids do end up believing in Santa growing up with uh, parents that have them believing in Santa. So it's like, I don't even want to know what that, classroom is like in December um, if you're like a kindergarten teacher having to like manage all of the different kids and their different opinions about whatever the hell's going on I mean everybody's celebrating different holidays people that are celebrating mm-hmm. the same holidays some believe some don't that cannot be a very fun job around Christmas time like you probably just have to keep the kids so distracted with like coloring and snacks and and gifts and goodies and parents like bringing in the parents as like help for all the class parties to just avoid any of that confrontation because I'm sure it happens all the time yeah, I never really even thought about that, like, you know, uh, how teachers and people that deal with children, how they manage all of that stuff. And, and yeah, because of the fact that people celebrate or don't celebrate at all. Like, I actually I, I actually, and, um, grew up celebrating both Christmas and Kwanzaa. And so my parents actually were the ones that were in charge of Kwanzaa for my sister and I and my grandmother sort of like took control of Christmas so we would spend Christmas at her house for the most part and she would buy our Christmas presents while our parents would give us Chris or will give us presents for Kwanzaa and so that sort of also was just like another like key clue for us that like oh it's coming from them because we literally get presents from them and we get presents from our grandma so like we're like Santa's not here honey like (laughs) it's just our parents but yeah it's that is an interesting thing. I don't know. I don't even know how I would. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I would handle that because I. It, it's that's kind of that is kind of weird. And famously, uh, there's an episode of the Taron Show from a couple of years back where uh, Taron had Dom Harvey and former guest of the Choir Room, Lita Brillman, on, and they discussed all things Christmas and got in a little bit of trouble from some of the listeners who didn't realize that they shouldn't have been listening to the episode with their kids around. And uh, as they mentioned, lots about Santa not being real and this and that, and about how much you know their opinions of Santa and like you know the fact that we lie to kids about this, like that 
that was discussed in detail. And like I said, some parents were listening with their kids and that's just an all time great story uh, of, you know, within our, our group of uh, our, our people. So uh, fun times then, but I have to imagine that if anybody's listening to us right now, either they don't, I don't think, I don't know. There's probably some people that listen that have kids. Um, I really don't have a great gauge on the details of our audience. The demographics. Just yet. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, and if they are, I really hope that they are taking caution before listening to this one. But yeah, I don't know. sorry. I guess, you know, <laughs> post spoiler alert, Santa ain't yeah. real. <laughs> but well, uh, yeah, you ready to get into this? Uh yeah, I mean, are you you're ready? I oh, know you, you are. You so know I'm doesn't matter ready. if I'm ready. You know I'm ready. I have been waiting for this day. I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, uh, this episode's called A Very Glee Christmas, and it clearly is you know following a lot of uh, plot points from one of the most popular Christmas stories ever told, How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. I thought that was like a very um very cheesy but also very clever um. Uh, way to tell this story but yeah, we're, we're gonna open up the episode with emma and will uh they're in the uh the teacher's lounge talking about their christmas plans um and will is pretty much saying to emma like i'm really not doing too much this year i mean he's a new divorcee he hasn't really dated anybody else besides emma and emma's now married so he's really like alone alone uh, so he's saying i'm not really doing that much and emma's like well that's you can't spend christmas alone like you have to be with somebody during christmas um, that's horrible. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, that's the reality for a lot of people, you know? <laughs> uh, but she encourages him to stop by her Christmas party that she's throwing with Carl. Will declines, which I think is the correct thing to do because they're not on, they're just not, like Emma's obviously trying to mend the relationship and get it to a point where the both of them are okay being around each other. And I think the fact that they were able to have a civil conversation and not hate each other's guts at, you know, in the, in the teacher's lounge is enough. I don't think that Emma needs to, invite him over to christmas parties with her new husband like that's just that's just not like read read the room emma like, that's not that's just not a good thing to do so will is definitely going to um decline um and beast comes into the teacher's lounge to, uh to hand out all of the secret santa names so all the teachers are um going to participate in secret santa this year uh, we see Emma grab her name, and she doesn't look too happy about it, but we don't see who she gets. And then we see Will grab his name, and he ends up getting Sue uh, as his uh, secret Santa. So, oh, well, he's the secret Santa for Sue. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, first of all, uh, very much agree that, like, hey, Emma, a lot of people spend Christmas alone. And while I get that she has great intentions here of inviting him to make him not be lonely on that day, it's like, all right, leave it alone. If he doesn't want to come over, like, you know, you can mend, mend this relationship in other ways rather than kind of like you know, pressuring somebody into Christmas plans. Like it's like you said, like we said earlier, it's like a sensitive holiday for a lot of people. So let him be maybe. Um, but you know what? Secret Santa can solve everything. I've never met a secret Santa uh, situation that I've not loved. And this one, I don't know how I would feel about it considering how it plays out. But uh, secret Santa is just a great time. And if you have a group of friends, if you have, you know, whether it's in real life or people that you're in a, in a group of uh, survivor fans with, I think secret Santa is always a good move if it's something that you can uh, that you can afford for, I for a year. It's fun. I always do Secret Santa with my. Uh, well, I haven't always, but for the past three Christmases, I believe, I've been, we've been doing that with our family. Because um, like I, for a Christmas uh, with me, I have like 
Christmas at my house with my parents and everything, and we exchange gifts amongst the immediate family, and then we always go to my aunt's house later on, and then with, like, with extended family, and then we do Secret Santa there, um, which is which is very nice because then you don't have to worry about breaking the bank. Like you can you know splurge right. a little bit on your immediate family members, but then when it comes to everybody else, you just have to worry about one person. So. I fucks with Secret Santa, honey. I love it. Love it. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've done it in a couple of years. Um, I just, you know, have been losing friends each year by year. Um, it's crazy how like life works. Like you gain so many, and then they disappear, and then you gain a whole lot more. And oh, then they Matt, do you want to do of... Secret Santa this year? I'll be your Secret Santa. You know, I'm a really good gift no, giver. Uh, uh, maybe. Um, it's like not fun <laughs> unless you're in person. Like, I mean, if if I'm st- if I'm coming to Philly, like we talked about in the last episode, maybe. But uh, otherwise, it's like. Like no fun to like because uh, uh, when I mentioned just now about how uh, people do it in the patron group of uh, you know RHAP, um, I did that the first year and I was like, yeah, why not? I love Secret Santa, and then I stopped doing it after that because I was like, oh, this is not fun for me to be like waiting for the person I get a gift to uh, to open it and then send me a picture that they got it, and I don't know. I, I know people have fun with it, so I'm glad that they do. But <laughs> well, it wasn't it wasn't my Secret Santa. So Brittany is going to. Um reveal to Artie that she pretty much still believes in Santa. Uh, Artie finds this out when she asks him what he's going to say to Santa in his letter because uh, they're discussing Christmas plans and she's like, you haven't talked about what you're going to say to Santa. Um, and Artie's like, wait, what? Wait, wait, honey, what? What? Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and Brittany's like, Artie, like, how have you not already started writing your letter? Like, the road to the North Pole is already going to get super, super dangerous. You're already behind schedule. You need to get on this. You need to make sure that the envelope is small enough for elves because even the smallest envelope is, like, really, really heavy for an elf. And I just can't believe that you haven't done this yet, Artie. Like, get with the fucking program. And so, yeah, that, that's where we're at with Brittany. She still believes in Santa, and Artie is, like, not knowing what the fuck to do. But I'm like, I don't know why you wouldn't even expect this, Artie, considering all the other conversations that you've had with your girlfriend, who you've been dating for a few months now. So, Yeah, it's the kind of thing where, like, if anybody else, like, if you said to me around Christmas time, oh, did you make your list for Santa yet? I'd be like, oh, no, I'm still thinking about it. Like, you wouldn't take it seriously. But the fact that it's Brittany, uh, like, uh, it doesn't take more than two seconds for Artie to be like, oh, shit, like, this girl actually believes in Santa. Of course she does. Why would I think any differently? So uh, it clicks with him pretty fast. And he's like, all right, well, this is going to be this is going to be a handful (laughs) as we move forward in Christmas time. I really wonder what's the latest age that someone what's like still believed in Santa. Like I've heard of people that believed in Santa until they were like six or seven, and I always felt like that was like very late. I'm sure there are people that are that are older. Like those heavily religious families probably keep them going for a while, especially if they go to like Catholic school. And I I, I should not say that. I have no idea what goes on at Catholic school. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, we're going to see the Glee kids decorating a rather... Ra- well, the tree doesn't look that bad, actually. I mean, it's a little sparse, but it still looks very cute. You know, it's just a little... It's a struggle tree, but it's it's still very beautiful. They're uh-huh. a struggle club. It's fine. Yeah, they, are, they are a struggle club. Okay, they ride the struggle bus every day to the struggle club yes. with this struggle cle- um, tree. So yeah, they're decorating <laughs> the um, the choir room, and this is where we get their, their performance of the most wonderful day of the year. Um and yeah, I love this performance because it's the you know it's the first Glee Christmas song. So 
That's cute. They're just all all happy, full of holly, jolly, jolly, joy. Uh, <laughs> I cannot wait all... until we get to the end of the episode to see you have to choose from these Christmas songs that you were just <laughs> not excited to talk about. It's cute. They're all I mean, I'm just following Lauren's Ices to see whatever the hell she's doing because uh, now that she's here, I'm <laughs> true, like, true. All, right, all attention is on Lauren. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone's my my one takeaway from this episode: um, the 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 Christmas fashion. Everybody looked great from mm-hmm. uh, pretty much start to finish. Uh, you know, the the outfits, the sweaters, um, when they're all wearing their matching uniform, not uniforms, the matching like sweaters when they go caroling around. Um, I think everybody looks great. Even Will. Will has got like a haircut going. Did you notice that Will looked like he looked good this episode? I don't know what, I, what the difference was. I didn't notice. But now that you say it, um, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody like got some haircuts or something. They were all looking their Christmas best. Yeah, I love the fact that um, the Cheerios have outfits for every season. I always felt like that was like a nice way to track time with this series. So yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they're uh, all decorating this tree. Will is going to ask them like where they got it from, and Santana said that they got the decorations from her neighbor who killed her mother or his mother. Um, and Puck says that he stole the fake president. Presidents? What the fuck am I on? He stole the fake presents. <laughs> From a mall display, but don't worry, they're empty. And Will is, or Mr. Shoes, like, you you know, you guys really shouldn't be doing all that. That's not what Christmas is about. And Mercedes, like, well, that's kind of like what it is for us. Like, we're really a ragtag group. We're still not very cool. We're still getting slushy. Like, we have to do deal with what we've got, you know what I mean? And make do with what we can. Mr. Shoe kind of wants to shake them out of the funk that they're sort of in. And say, you know what? How about we try and go caroling and start late raising money for the less fortunate, and we can go caroling around the school, which the kids aren't too keen about. Because while it's fine for them to be singing, you know, the most wonderful day of the year in the choir room, outside the choir room, yeah, not so yeah. much. They're still losers, and they uh, they're they're pretty aware of that. That nobody has any respect for them anywhere. So they they try to keep their stuff to themselves in the room, and then you know when they go to their performances at uh, at competitions, they can do that. But that's about it. The last Re- time that they had a live performance for the school was like what Britney Spears, and <laughs> it caused a sex riot. So I don't know exactly how Christmas is going to go over well with these because McKinley kids are a different breed, yo. Like they're savages. They are. Um, how many times when you were writing notes did you write Santana instead of Santa? I actually haven't done that, but I have done that in the past. But this time around, okay. no, I was, I was pretty good. <laughs> Every single time I went to write out the word Santa, which was a lot in this episode, I would start to write Santana. And just it's just my brain is automatically set on writing Santana. So that was my <laughs> struggle of the last hour. <laughs> Uh, my favorite line from this particular scene was uh, Mike Chang, who says that the he thinks that the slushies that got slushied with was just slush from the parking lot with food coloring and Lauren's eyes. He was like, you can eat that, you know? It's <laughs> like, Yeah. I've definitely eaten slush. I don't think out of a parking lot, but I've definitely eaten slush before. I mean, hey, snow is snow. Water is water. Uh, but anyway, the kids are going to start um, caroling. They try caroling. Uh, in a classroom later on in the day, but those kids, like I said before, they're like, fuck that noise. They are like, I'd seriously rather be learning. What are we doing? You're making me hate Christmas. One of the students yells at them. And the teacher takes her shoe off and throws it at the drummer. And the kids are left with no choice but to retreat. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is insane. Like, the fact that the teacher, like, fire her. I talk about fire Figgins. Fire, the- fire her. Okay, that's- that is assault. Yeah. 
Okay, that is assault. Yeah, I mean, she threw it at the kids. Like, she wasn't even like Will wasn't with them, right? It's not like she threw it at Will. I don't. She yeah, I don't think, I don't think he, she, he was there, which I was kind of. Yeah, she threw. By. She threw a shoe at a bunch of a bunch of kids. Like, <laughs> insane. Very, very insane. So dejected, the kids lament about their loserdom while decorating again. Um, but Brittany says that she has asked for Santa to get the rest of the school to stop bullying them. And Santa is real, so therefore Santa is going to make that happen. And Artie is going to fill the rest of the kids in on, like, look, guys, you guys have to play it cool. Brittany still believes in Santa. I really don't want to ruin this fantasy for her. Like, she's too fragile as it is. We we need to keep this this um, this fantasy alive for her. So he asks them to follow her and Brittany, or him and Brittany, to the mall later on that day so that they can all go and see Santa and sit on his lap and ask him uh, for things for Christmas, which all of the kids, you know, agreed to do. They- they're all in. It's crazy. Uh, when do you ever go to the mall and see a bunch of teenage kids sitting on Santa's lap? Um, I don't think I have. I'm sure it's happened, but I haven't seen it myself. Usually the line is either empty or it's just a bunch of parents with their one to five year old kids that, uh, you know, they need the Christmas pictures taken, but never see the kids this old. I never um, gave but a yeah. fuck about like going to go sit on Santa's no. lap. And I also feel like my parents didn't let me because like there weren't any black Santas. <laughs> you should have gone to this mall. So I, I know, right? I should have went to freaking Lamo. I should have been like nine years old or six years old or whatever the hell in 2010, whenever this episode was shot, because clearly yeah, black Santa in Ohio of all places. I mean, it's right. That's where he's been the whole time, <laughs> which, you know, Brittany is not phased by at all. She literally tells him that he looks very, very tan. Um, yes. So yeah, all of the kids, they're going to sit on Santa's lap and ask him for, a wide array of things. Uh, Sam wants chapstick. Asia, uh, I was about to say Asian. Uh, <laughs> Tina wants Asian Santa for Christmas. Uh, yes. Uh, Lauren wants sweet potato fries. Santana wants uh, bling, only bling. And then she thinks that Santa got a boner while she's sitting on his lap. So Which he she did, runs away. Really, really creepy. <laughs> Quinn wants something for her stretch marks. Uh Mike wants Channing Tatum to stop being in stuff. I don't know what he's got against Channing Tatum, but uh, yeah. So some some fun requests from the kids. And then we get all the way over to Brittany, who is going to ask Santa, you see my boyfriend over there, the one in the chair? Yeah, I want him to be able to walk. Black Santa is going to look over at Artie. Artie's going to say no. No, don't he's like, do it. He's like, don't do it. Like, you know, making that like motion, like, don't like, no, 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 don't not, do not it. Not much, not much use here. Santa Black, says yes. <laughs> Black Santa is going to say yes. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why? Why? Uh, maybe I'm, I'm trying to, because maybe he didn't, he wasn't clued in on the fact that Brittany clearly believed <laughs> in him. Um, So maybe he just was maybe going along with the joke. But at the same time, I don't think I would have gone along with that joke, even if I didn't think that the person was being serious. But if you really thought that she was being serious, why the fuck would you say yes? Like, screw you, Black Santa. That wasn't that wasn't cool at all. At all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if Brittany had said, like, oh, I have a friend that is handicapped that, you know, needs help, um, you know, Santa could and especially not having like if say Artie wasn't there, I can see a world where Santa says, like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll do my best. 
kind of thing. But like he sees Artie sitting right there and knows damn well that that guy's not about to get out of a wheelchair tomorrow. So this is yeah, I, this is wrong. Very, very wrong. But yeah, he he obliges. And the rest of the kids are like, well, damn, like we're screwed now because because now we have to continue this lie to the point of trying to find a way to make Artie walk, which obviously is just not going to be a thing. So, yeah. And, and meanwhile, this whole time, uh, Brittany's, you know, dealing with Santa, but she's also like very concerned about the elves that are around. Uh, <laughs> oh, she yes. doesn't think that there's much of a difference between elves and slaves, uh, as she as she mentions. So she runs. So up you're to one so of the like, elves. you will you are so uh, you you will suspend your disbelief so high that you are able to believe in a magical fat white guy that comes down chimneys and leaves presents for the entire planet of earth in one night but you cannot buy into the fact that the elves are also magical creatures that live to keep christmas alive because they love to do so like where's the disconnect here they have rights. These elves have rights. Uh, she's like a regular Hermi- Hermione Granger uh, trying to make sure that uh, <laughs> that the underappreciated, uh, whatever you want to call them, have rights. Yeah, she's a proponent of spew. spew. Yes. Um, which is such a robbery. They should have put that shit in the movies, but I digress. Yeah, so back at the school, Rachel has set up this entire extravagant, elegant set um, in the auditorium to have an apology performance to Finn. She even gifts him with a certificate for one performance from one Rachel Berry, um, all in an effort to like apologize to him once again. And Finn is just like not having it. He's like, Rachel, like you really messed up big time. And I know that you're trying to apologize. I've listened to you apologize over and over again, but I'm just not in the place to be romantic with you again. Um, and <laughs> I love the fact that one of the kids in the band is like, okay, so should we like leave now? Because obviously this is not going the way that you wanted it to. But Rachel's was like, you know, no, like, the like on Broadway, on. the show must go on. And the AV club works so hard on the fake snow. And so we get this performance of Merry Christmas, Darling by Karen Carpenter. May she rest in peace um, from Rachel Berry as this fake snow falls gently onto the, uh, onto the stage. And I, I love this song. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs of late, actually. Uh, it's okay. It's cool. She sounds good. <laughs> I'm just so fascinated with this entire auditorium set that Rachel put together. Where'd you get these trees? Where'd you get these lights? Where'd you yeah, get Why didn't you use one of these fucking trees for the choir room? Like, like where, where did this come from? I, I don't understand. She's, she's magic. uh, she's not she doesn't even celebrate the holiday she put the elves to work what can i say she did she like uh, she she must have like i don't want to put this on puck but she must have gotten puck to steal these trees uh from somewhere i mean she called in a favor like there's no other explanation as to where these random (laughs) yes puck the one other jew (laughs) yes yeah yeah like the guy who would feel no shame about you know going into a random christmas tree shop and and taking all of the he'd probably unplug them and say look they don't even work I'm so fucking tired of fake Christmas trees. I like I want a real Christmas tree. I've had a fake Christmas tree for the past two years, and I'm done with it. Like I need to. Have, I know. I'm gonna go and buy a real Christmas tree. I'm fake like, tree I, all the way. It, it it just smells so good. I know people get like really really upset about like the pine needles, but like who cares? It's just one. It's one month. Like I just I need a real Christmas tree. But anyway, I digress. Right. <laughs> Mr. Shu <laughs> is brainstorming gift ideas for Sue. He comes up with dog robot and a soul. Both very very okay. uh, apt gifts. Things that she could use. Back at 
uh, Dalton Academy, however, Blaine is going to ask Kurt to help him rehearse his performance of Baby It's Cold Outside because he's going to be performing at some Christmas festival later on. Um, and, you know, Kurt has a high voice, so it's the perfect duet for the both of them. And so they prance about the Warbler's uh, rehearsal room uh, singing Baby It's Cold Outside, another Christmas classic, which has come under a lot of fire in recent years due to its very problematic lyrics and very rapey and weird-ass lyrics. A critique which I can understand, but also... I also understand the people that are like, well, you know, it was written at a different time. Da, 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 da. We shouldn't, you know, have to vilify it just because it's obviously we know that it's not necessarily the greatest Christmas song ever lyrically. But at the same time, we don't have to, like, shoot people in the face for singing this, this <laughs> yeah. song. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, this song. This is cute. Uh, is this our first? This is our first clean duet, isn't it? Right. Like, I'm not forgetting one from yeah. the past couple episodes. This is our first clean duet. This is great. Uh, I mean, it's not what I envisioned their first song being, uh, you know, just a random Christmas song. Not that this is just some random Christmas song, but um, yeah, it I'm feels just very it's finally happening. It feels very like, oh, we need to not forget about Kurt this episode. So let's make sure that yeah. we, you know, have, give him a song and why not throw Blaine in there, too? It's like, remember that time we just shipped off one of our main characters to another school for part of a storyline? It's like, well, we still need him to be in the show. We're paying him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that, yeah, he gets a, a cute little song here, even though he is like, he. it's just, you know, all the rest of the New Direction scenes and songs and everything from the past couple episodes. Like, you don't even think about it, but Kurt's not there. Like, uh, uh, what what was the end? So, uh, Dog Days Are Over. Like, that's such a good New Direction song, and you don't even think about the fact that Kurt's not in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, everything from sectionals, Valerie, like some of these iconic New Directions numbers, Kurt's not there. Yeah, Chris, probably like, what the fuck? Like, the last time I was in the New Directions, they were singing Journey, and now you are singing Amy Winehouse. But yeah, it's a, it, is a, it is a cute duet. It's their first time that they sing together. Um, and it's a tradition that's going to continue throughout the series with the two of them, which is, you know, always cutesy. I like it. But yeah. when they're done, Blaine's going to make the remark that Kurt is going to be a, is a much better partner than um, the girl that he's singing with is going to be, which, you know, foreshadow, 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 foreshadow. Um, but Mr. Shu is actually going to stop by Dalton Academy, which I thought was weird, but okay, whatever. So he stops by um, and he's there to ask Kurt to help him shop for Sue because he knows that Kurt is a good shopper and he has absolutely no idea what to get her. And Kurt immediately has uh, the perfect idea, which we're going to find out is a fantastic idea. Like, Kurt, shop for me too, honey. Like, that was a... Because I would never have thought of that. and it, That was perfect. Um, so Will's going to come back to the school with the gift. Um, he sees Emma with her gift that's so neatly wrapped. And he's like, oh, so who's it for? And Emma's going to be like, oh, it's, it's for Sue. I fucking drew her for Secret Santa. He's like, no, I drew uh, Sue for Secret Santa. And Beast is like, no, I drew <laughs> Sue for Secret Santa. So all three of them are going to confront Sue in her office. And Sue is like, I rigged Secret Santa. Yes. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. I don't know why you, I don't know why you bitches are gagging. I bring it to you every episode. Like, this is the perfect thing for me to pull off during the Christmas episode. Like, how could you not see this coming? 
Um, and they are just furious about it, of course, because they just spent all this money and all this thought. Because I'm sure a lot of them are probably like, you know what? Fuck it, fine. I drew Sue, but I can't not I can't gi- I can't not give her a good gift because if I give her a bad gift, it's going to be the wrath of Sue. So I might as well try and get in on her good side and find something that's going to be really really nice for her. So they spent all this money and all this time and all this effort on trying to find the perfect gift for Sue for her to be ringing it for her to collect all the gifts. They're gonna try and take it back, but Sue is like, uh uh uh, nope. They are now gifts, and I legally, I have I have legal standing, and I have legal ownership over all these gifts. So try as you might, they all belong to me now. To which Emma is just gonna storm out and just drop the gift on the floor, and I'm like, yes, bitch. Yeah, they are they are worked up. Emma is extremely <laughs> pissed off. She was pissed off that she had Sue in the first place, and now that she found out that Sue is trying to rig Christmas for herself, that's you know a whole nother thing. And then Will is equally upset because it's typical Sue being Sue, but like he's she's ruining Christmas. And then Beast is like also upset, probably not as upset. Emma's literally fuming. Uh, you see smoke coming out of her ears. But then it's funny, yeah, on the way out as uh, Emma's dropping the things and uh, Will's like taking her phone off the hook just to be petty on the way out so uh, and and after all this they're not even pissing Sue off that much they're riling up poor Becky Jackson who's storming back <laughs> over to pick up the phone and then she she runs back over to Sue's you know sit next to the uh, sit next to Sue and she's like sitting in her chair all huffing and puffing <laughs> and Sue's like Eddie's Becky Becky <laughs> it's okay relax we'll be okay oh, poor Becky's all worked up now so after her uh, victory, Sue's going to then harass Lauren Zeises, who's wearing a Santa hat. And she's like, why are you wearing that hat? And Lauren's like, because it's Christmas and it's fun. She's <laughs> like, well, you're, you're dressed like Santa, yet you're not giving me any gifts. Where's my gift? She's like, do you want my hat? And so she takes the hat. And I'm like, okay. So uh, Becky's going to warn Sue, hey, look, we got a problem. Sue comes back to her office and she finds Beast and Will giving away all of the gifts that they uh, got her for Secret Santa. Because the rest of the teachers also gave her gifts. Um, and I can't believe none of the teachers talked before this happened. Like, none of you asked each other, like, who you had for Secret Santa. Like, did you just, none of these, like, teachers talk to one another? Is it just Beast and Will and Sue and Emma that talk to one another? Like, Seems like it. Yeah. What? There's not many other teachers at the school. Uh, Figgins is somehow still there, but um, I don't think anybody talks to him a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't either. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, they're taking them back. Apparently, Will did some research, and because Sue misrepresented herself, she is no longer legally entitled to any of the gifts. So they decided to give all the gifts away to charity, to which Sue was like, this is some bullshit. This will not stand. Um, and Will's like, well, there's nothing you can do about it. You know what, Sue? You know what you are? You are a Grinch. To which Sue looks down at the Santa hat that she's just now stolen from Lauren's Ices with an idea in her mind. And we don't Inspiration know has hit. Inspiration strikes. Good job, Will. Look what you did. Look what you did, Will. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's, Sue is like, obviously, like, you, this writes itself. The fact that Sue is going to be the Grinch here in any kind of Glee scenario, she's already the Grinch, but like, you know, Christmas setting, it is Sue the Grinch. So we are, well, we're not quite there just, just yet. We're about there, but, uh, Sue as the Grinch is just, like I said, writes itself. It really does. I feel like it would have been such an interesting uh, flip if they made Sue like this big, big, big fan of Christmas instead to the point where she becomes like an authoritarian figure in the school during this time, trying to force everybody into into (laughs) celebrating Christmas or whatever and forcing the Cheerios into doing this elaborate like Santa's little helper routines and shit like that. Like I would have really been interested to see this alternate universe of Sue not being a Grinch and actually being a horrible, horrible Santa. I feel like that would have been Mm -hmm. pretty interesting. 
I agree. But anyway, uh, Artie and the rest of the Glee guys are going to ask Beast to break into Britney's house, dressed as Santa, so that she can let Britney down gently with the news of not being able to help uh, Artie walk again. To which Beast is like, bitch, what the fuck? You guys just, you guys were just in trouble with me for using me in compromising positions to cool off. Then you sing me this lovely song to, you know, say how sorry you are. And now you're telling me to dress up as a man, a big fat man, to break into one of my students' houses to, what? (laughs) Yeah, um, I don't understand why we are going to Beast for, uh, a Santa costume. It's like there, you could go to any of the Glee kids. You could go to Puck. You could go to pay Karofsky $10 and he'll do it. Like you could go to literally anybody else. You could, you could have Lauren's Ices do it. If you, you know, really want somebody who is old oh, enough that to, to put funny. a suit on. Uh, there's no reason why they need to go, to bother their teacher and coach to do this. But uh, that's typical Artie and the rest of these guys that just have no awareness of anything that they're doing. So uh, Coach Beast is obviously like, no, that's not happening. What the hell are you guys thinking? But later does take them up on it. So she does. She decides that, you know, it's a good cause. And Artie tells her that she are, he already spoke with Britney's parents and they're OK with it. So they're just OK with this lady breaking into their house at like two o'clock yeah. in the morning to talk with their daughter. Like, I just. The parents, the, the 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 parenting skills. I mean, no wonder Brittany is the way that she is. Like, really. Right. Um, but the Grinch and Max are going to destroy the choir room. When I say the Grinch and Max, obviously I mean Sue and Becky. So they come Becky back to Jackson. The, Becky Jackson, yes, Miss Becky Jackson. Uh, they're going to come to the school at night and destroy the choir room, stealing the presents, chopping up the tree. Tearing down all the decorations, all the hard work that the kids put into the choir room, essentially undone in a matter of one uh, performance of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, Um, but not without one Miss Cindy Lou Brittany, even with the hairstyle to match, coming in to the choir room, catching Sue in the act, thinking that it's Santa. I can't remember. Did she make a comment about Santa being green here? I forget. Um, she, I, I don't know for sure, but she, I think, acknowledges that he doesn't look uh, normal. And uh, I think Sue is like, oh, no, this is just me. I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm still Santa. And she buys <laughs> Which it, so. I love. It's just so fucked up that Sue has the wherewithal to go along with it because she knows that if, as long, if whatever she says to Brittany, Brittany will believe. Because, I mean, she's her coach, so she knows how her mind works. And I'm just like, this is so bad. Yeah, throughout this episode, it's like it's very, very funny that Brittany sees a black Santa, a green Santa, and a white Santa uh, all throughout this episode, <laughs> and does not seem to be phased one bit. Hey, she is she is the uh, the future. Okay, she is an undiscriminatory. <laughs> like uh, they, the fact that they did that is is very funny, and I did not notice it until truly this watch. I was like, oh wow, um, like they they must have done that on purpose. Yeah, well, they did. Definitely. So yeah, um, so Sue is going to tell her, "Hey, I'm just just trying to spruce things up in here. One of the lights is out. You know, pretty much using word for word the words, uh, the script from a uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas." Uh, so she pedals on off after Brittany delivers her gifts uh, for the homeless kids, or the is it the homeless kids or the less fortunate kids? Yeah, I um, think it's all for homeless kids. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, Sue has successfully. Destroy Christmas she's, she's, for the Glee Club. 
She's got the presence. Uh, Brittany is is all in on that. You know, Santa's here for a good reason. So she takes the presents and she tells Brittany to you know shuffle on home. And uh, as Brittany is you know just taking this all in and content with everything happening, uh, she's going to end up leaving. And then Becky and Sue wheel the massive amounts of presents back towards Sue's office, mm-hmm. um, full on Grinch style. So yeah, uh, like you said, mission mission successful here. And then uh, it's going to be a little awkward because the next day the Glee kids come back <laughs> as Will uh, Will comes into the room and he's like, what the hell is going on? And the kids are like, oh, well, everything is gone. So there, there's that. But at least Brittany's there to tell them what happened. Yeah, Brittany's going to let them know it was Santa. It wasn't Sue. It was Santa and uh already gives a look to Mr. Shu, like, yes, go along with it. Don't say shit. Don't you fucking say a word. Will's like, <laughs> okay, um, are you sure that Santa wasn't a girl, Brittany? And Brittany's like, bitch, Santa no, is a guy. Not. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, which, it was Santa. He was, just, he was just doing his thing. Let him be. Which is actually going to persuade <laughs> Will into thinking that it's actually not Sue. Which I'm like, why what? are you listening to Brittany? <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like okay well i guess if it wasn't a girl then it had to okay and sure. rachel sort of goes along with it too saying it must have been somebody on the football team then under sue's orders so um yes yeah, so and I then good guy finn comes in here with with a, a speech for you know making uh, making angels cry well so what if our presents are gone worse things happen in life than this uh, i'm not gonna let this get us down it's like <laughs> what the hell Mi- mini will schuster like shut up i know he's like you know, broken up with Rachel because he got cheated on again with this, like, and they both cheated on him with the same guy. And, like, he's trying to, like, you know, not let that get him down. And so everything is just like, yeah, guys, tis the season. We can get through this. I'm not going to let this get me down. She's like, bitch, shut the hell up. <laughs> but, you Seriously. know, it's the, it's the attitude that they try and foster and they start cleaning everything up. That's not good enough for Rachel. She goes over to Finn and she's she's like, look, we're the leaders of this club. We have to try and make this right. We need to do more for them. Let's save Christmas for the Glee Club. So they decide to take a trip over to one of the tree yards and buy another Christmas, uh, another Christmas tree, <laughs> another Christmas, <laughs> Christmas tree um, for the This Glee Christmas club. manipulation uh, of, of Rachel Berry's, like, yeah. you don't even celebrate this holiday and you're using girl. this holiday to... to manipulate this guy into being back with you by saying oh we have to be the leaders we have to fix christmas for everybody uh chris manipulation is real Ooh, chris manipulation okay i see what you did there yeah it's, this uh, girl is on something it's shitty they, they they decide to split up and look for a tree um and we get the performance of last christmas uh by wham of course um and it culminates in Rachel trying to go in for the kill and try to get a kiss with him. Finn pushes her away and he's like, look, can't you see how messed up I am about this? Like you cheated on me after I was already cheated on. Like I, I'm not good. Rachel, like I don't, I don't see you that way anymore. And Rachel's like, no, like it's Christmas. It's time for you to forgive me. I'm like, no, that's not how that works. Back up. Finn is, Finn is like okay, like I'm I'm like I'm officially breaking up with you. I, I, I mean I thought it was already official, but I guess 
it's more official. I totally thought it was official as of last episode. Exactly. I thought they were. I thought they were done. And then this episode, they got back together in the auditorium, and I was like, "All right, he's just entertaining her for a little bit." And now here, he's like, "No, we're officially broken up." I'm like, "Okay, again, uh, second time in two episodes. Sounds good to me." Yeah, it's like break up in a Christmas tree, a Christmas tree yard, or it's not real. But uh, yeah, I mean, hello, last Christmas. Um, I I feel like we haven't gotten a Finn and Rachel duet in a while. Unless yeah, I'm it was, forgetting something again. It was it was a good it was a good song. Um, yeah. yeah, they didn't get to sing at sectionals together, so I guess they'll sing together now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it works I, for me. Last Christmas was one of those songs to me when I was growing up that I was like, this isn't a real Christmas song. Like I was because I as a kid, you like you're just so used to hearing all the like the classic carols and shit like that, um, and not contemporary Christmas song. So I was like, this is so weird. Like this is not real. This is like a fake ass song. But as you grow older and you you know become uh, a little bit more well-rounded. I was like, oh, no, this song is a bop. I love this song. It's a bit sad, but <laughs> no, I love Last Christmas. It's just such a, it's just such a, it's such a groove. I just, I like it. Yeah, you literally, it. Uh... I feel like a, a lot of modern Christmas music, it can just be like any melody that you want as long as it's fairly present, uh, p- fairly pleasant. And then if you add like jingle bells in the background, it's automatically Christmas. <laughs> like, Because if you yep. remove it, then it's not Christmas anymore. But the, the minute that you add some jingle bells, it's like, Woo! Yeah! Christmas, bitch! <laughs> the Jingle Bells are, like, enough. You could have a song of just Jingle Bells. Like, not the Jingle Bells song itself. Like, you could just have Jingle Bells playing in the background. Uh, and, and, you know, that makes you feel like you're in the middle of a, a snow field of, uh, you know, joy and, and jolly. It's uh, pretty pretty strange how that uh, sound effect sticks with you and gives you such a feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a lot of uh, Pavlonian conditioning. But, hey, I'm not complaining. I love the song. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Chris, uh, Rachel just got broken up with Chris for Christmas back at the school. The boys are about to give away their watches. So Mike Chang is going down the line, collecting the watches of all the, all the guys to which I didn't even know that all the guys had expensive watches to give away. Um, and the girls on the other hand are going to sell their hair. So all of them are getting ready to, to chop it off. Quinn Who th- writes this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Quinn is like, I'm going to look terrible. Uh, Tina's like, no, you're not. Like, you have such good bone structure. You can do anything. Uh, Rich is like, if Barbara can rock a bob, so can I. It's Antenna's like, enough yapping. Let's do it. <laughs> so they're about to. I'm watching this scene. I feel like I'm about to wake up in the Uncle Jesse uh, dentist chair. Like, mm-hmm. like somebody's got like a you know that that mask on me, and I'm like breathing in this this whatever that's making me hallucinate this scene of all the Gleek Club kids cutting off their own hair. I'm like, why are we? Some of us are giving up a watch, and some of us are about <laughs> to chop off our hair. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? I this is like but luckily. One of the reasons why I love Glee, like I said, I, we, when we talked about uh, the last episode with Charles, I just love scenes like this where every character gets a little line and every line is supposed to be a joke. I just, I love the quick-witted like banter between these between yeah. these kids. It's just so fun. But yeah, Will it's is very fun. Yeah, <laughs> Will is going to stop them, um, and Mercedes is going to explain that they're going all gift of the Magi, trying to go to extreme lengths in order to fund. Um, you know, fund their funds to buy some gifts for the, uh, for the less fortunate. And, uh, Mr. Shu is like, it's, that's not, you guys are so hung up on the gifts and the money of Christmas. That's not the point of gift of the Magi. And so he goes into this, what I rather actually felt like, I mean, Mr. Shu can go on a lot of like really cheesy tangents, but I guess this one kind of hit me because he talks about as you get older, the magic of Christmas can 
become like I me mean, you get older you get you know life gets a little harder as you get a little older and your, your responsibilities change so the magic of the holidays isn't quite the same as you know when you're a kid and you're you know you get days off of school and you get the chance to 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 get gifts and and you know it's just a different time when you're younger but now as you get older it's it doesn't feel the same so it's hard to capture that magic and he tells them that we really should be focusing on spreading the cheer and the joy of the holiday season to people that actually need it and not, you know, worrying so much about gifts and money. Like, which, you know, I th- I, felt, I felt like it was rather poignant. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like it's, for. I mean, at least to me, it was just another cheesy Will speech. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it hit you in one way. Uh, but You're like, just oil like, yeah. and water? this episode uh it's it. just this one was not this one wasn't one of the ones that hit me <laughs> i mean i'm not saying it's like fucking i will i, I have a dream speech i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying i i understood what he was trying to say um i think I, i'm just all like will speeched out after like uh, like after the last episode with sectionals of uh, you know him every five minutes has to get the glee kids together and be like listen guys you guys are special this is magic we have something here you guys need to pull it together like uh, stop fighting like uh, he just i'm we're on like the seventh or eighth will speech in the last two episodes so maybe i'm just a little burnt out for now but i will say that i prefer it from will than i do from finn because finn just sucks yeah, no, I'll give you that. <laughs> That's what I was saying. The Finn thing earlier about let's all come together. Christmas is great. Like they're just, you know, uh, will one and will two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they are going to try caroling again, but this time to a different crowd. Uh, meanwhile, Coach Beast is going to break into Brittany's home at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and essentially let Brittany down as gently as she can. Brittany's going to hear something downstairs she comes down to find coach beast or coach santa rather um leaving some presents under the tree and she's like well santa you're so early and she's like well you know i forget what she says here actually about being early but some bullshit that's that britney is going to believe uh but essentially she's going to tell santa or she's going to tell britney hey i which i thought was funny because she takes off the beard and i'm like it's like you're breaking the illusion but britney does not seem to be phased at all by it um, yes, <laughs> but yeah. So he, she pretty much tells her like, "Hey, like you asked me to, to to make your friend walk again, and that's just not something that I can that I can do. That's a bit hard." And she leaves her with the story of um, how another girl used to ask Santa uh, to be a little less husky, and she just wanted to fit in with the other girls. She didn't want to be necessarily gorgeous or beautiful or anything. She just didn't want to stick out as much. And no matter how many times she asked Santa to do it. Santa just could not do it. Um, and so she's saying pretty much the same thing for Artie. Like, it's just something that I don't think that can that I can that I can manage. But I I will give you I mean, what the, I, I gave that girl patience. So what I need to give you right now is just what was it perspective or or I think it was patience again or something like that. And Brittany's sort of like, I don't I just but you're you're supposed to be magic. Like You're supposed to be able to do this. And. She's like, look, it's just, it's just not gonna happen. And so she gets up to leave. Brittany's confused because she expects her to go back up the, up the chimney. But <laughs> Coach B says, well, on dry runs, Santa uses the Isuzu. So Santa leaves. Brittany is feeling shitty, and we're gonna hear as much the next day at school when Brittany uh, laments to Artie that it's just not fair that he can't walk, and Santa is not going to be able to give her her present and making him walk again, and. 
Ari is trying to assure her, like, look, I'm fine. Like, it's 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 going to be okay. But Brittany's just not feeling it. She's just not her usual cheerful self. And so the two of them are going to decide to go home and skip the performance uh, that the Glee kids have coming up. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't know Brittany, her relationship with Santa over the past few years. Obviously, it's something that she held pretty dear. Uh, she saw him as this magical, you know, Christmas like miracle every year that could just get whatever she wanted, uh, whether, you know, she was getting Santa at the mall or writing him a letter. I don't know. She obviously believed in him for a long time. And now she asked for this one wish that is pretty tough to get, uh, you know, to get to come true. And it's really just hurt her spirits here, despite the fact that she has seen three different Santas over the last week or a week and change. Um, you know, nothing of that is facing her. She still is all in on Santa until coach B Santa tells her that, you know, it's probably not going to happen. And now she's just completely defeated. So, um, like you said, the two of them are going to, are going to go home and Brittany's going to need some time to, to get over this and to kind of find a way to still believe in Santa while acknowledging that he can't do absolutely everything. So poor Brittany, but it's okay. The Glee kids are going to do just fine without them as this fundraiser for the homeless kids continues. They just will not stop until they have all the money from everybody. Empty your wallets everybody we need all your money to uh to, to give to these kids yeah yeah we are going to see the kids perform this uh rendition of what is the name of the song again oh welcome welcome christmas, christmas. Yeah, yeah 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 all of the teachers are in trance they pour out their money to all these kids sue and becky are gonna hear the sound of them singing all the way in her office they follow the sound of their voices to the teacher's lounge um, and at the end of all of this, Becky's going to say, oh, Christmas came anyway, coach. It's so beautiful. And Sue, obviously touched, is going to be like, it is. It's it's very beautiful. Is this the first time that we're getting recognition from somebody else in the school? Because uh, we talk about all the time how like the Glee, Cl- the Glee Club sings in the choir room with the doors wide open. And you would think that people all the time are like kind of noticing from down the hall. Like it's like these are the TikToks that we see these days of like the perspective of the random person outside the choir room as they are listening in on like what the hell's going on inside. It's like that per- uh, that POV. It's like very funny TikToks. Um, and this is the first time I feel like that we're seeing somebody not with the glee kids uh you know they're they're a couple they're they're down the hallway uh becky and sue and they hear the glee kids singing i'm like wouldn't this happen all the time like they're literally always singing very loud with the doors open yeah i mean it's uh it is but um interesting to think about all these people that are just like what the fuck like, especially because aren't classes i guess classes aren't going on right now because all the teachers are on break drinking eggnog which is probably spiked to be honest <laughs> yeah it must be the end of the day i don't know um, on the way back to the choir room, uh, we learned that they raised 210 bucks, which is not bad. I mean, that's kind of generous for all the teachers to pitch well, in like that. Well, after Puck got his cut. <laughs> after Puck got his, his supposed cut. Rachel is going to assume that because of the fact that uh, he is no longer dating Emma and he's divorced and Emma is now dating Carl or married to Carl now, that he's going to be spending Christmas alone. So she invites Will to her house, but Will is going to politely decline and say that there's nothing wrong with being alone on Christmas. They all enter the cryo room and are stunned at what they see. Apparently, Artie can walk again because he has this device attached to his legs called the rewalk. They found it back at Brittany's house and they have no idea who left it. Artie thought that maybe it was Brittany's dad, but it wasn't. 
they just they just don't know. And of course, mm-hmm. Brittany's gonna be like, "It was Santa, guys!" Like, why is this? I've been telling you guys this all episode. It's fucking Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. we see him take a couple of steps, and everybody is just amazed as hell. Yeah, it's like this device where it looks like at first just another one of those walkers that he used in season one, but this is like actually got like metal attachments attached to the the walkers where it's like they actually pick his leg up and walk them like you know one foot in front of the other and he you know is going very slowly but it's like actually gets his legs moving uh besides you know just him holding himself up so apparently this is a real thing according mm-hmm. to wikipedia the rewalk was invented in israel um and it's a real invention that i guess um you know some people have have used i don't know how successful it is i don't know many details about it at all but you know it wouldn't be a season of glee without already walking at least once so uh you know last season we get the safety dance and we get him uh you know up uh here and there but this season we're gonna just get a christmas miracle to get him off his out of his chair yeah i mean it it is definitely a real thing i remember watching this episode and immediately going online to see if it was real because i was i thought because you can just never tell with glee's writing they just throw outlandish shit out there so like you just you just have to double check sometimes but yes this was indeed a is is a real thing so um yeah uh i'm sure it was extremely expensive and so we're wondering who the hell must have gotten this for for Artie. and we get a quick pan over to coach beast who uh was looking from the distance wistfully so that was just such a, a kind kind thing for beast to do because like that thing must have cost so much money for her to do that shit like yeah and she doesn't know these kids that well uh literally like five minutes ago like you mentioned they were like all picturing her when they were trying to you know stop themselves from you know going too far in the bedroom and now she's buying them all gifts Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah coach like, multi hundreds of thousands of dollar gifts yeah that shit was probably a smooth like 200k like that mm-hmm. like, yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah so all the kids are surrounding him all happy and everything Will's going to come back home, supposedly alone, um, but he's going to hear a rustling in his living room, and then he sees that his fireplace is all lit up, and then the next thing you know, he sees Sue decorating. I thought it was going to be Terry. <laughs> I saw it I at first. I was like, oh, my God. Like I thought it was going to be Sue that did the rewalk thing, and then I thought it was going to be Terry that was in the house. Me too. Was because we see Terry of- earlier. Uh, Terry get, uh, Terry's in a flashback earlier where Will's talking about a pre- uh, past Christmas gift that he got her, and I was like, "Oh, so she stopped by? She didn't stop by for like just a very two quick two second scene, did she? Like that's a waste of her time." Um, so I was like, "Of course she's gonna be back in here in this scene," but no, exactly. It was uh, I was confused both times. Mm-hmm. So uh, she is gonna stop by. She literally uh, set up a whole. Uh, tree for him and everything and Will's like how the hell did you get in here he's like oh I had a key made ages ago like of course I had a key like what are you talking about um, and he's still confused like, like what's like what's, what's all this about and she said well remember the person that stuck into the choir room and then destroyed all this stuff and saw all the gifts and everything well she's sorry um, and Sue's like well, what made you change your mind she's like well I don't know call it a Christmas musical call it a Christmas miracle whatever you want to call it I don't, I don't give a damn and she also gives him a gift um, and it's a pair of clippers so that <laughs> Will can put everybody else out of their misery and shave off the, uh, the Chia pet, um, to which, uh, Will is, you know, gonna laugh about and, and gladly accept, um, but he's like, how'd you do all this by yourself? But he, she didn't, and Sue blows her whistle, and all of the Glee kids uh, are there. Uh, <laughs> 
Get these damn kids out of his house. <gasps> How many times do we have to say it? Get these kids out of his house. This is not appropriate. <laughs> I don't care. Like, for, First of all, it's not Christmas. This is not Christmas Day. You're not getting me to believe that all these kids are leaving their families on Christmas Day to go to Mr. Schuster's house. It was Christmas Eve. It's not okay. I, I I wasn't sure what day it was, but I was like, you're, but either way, no, Christmas Eve is a family day as well. Like, may, Rachel, sure, you're Jewish. If you're not celebrating the holiday, go ahead. Puck, you too, you're fine. But everybody else, like, I do not believe that your families let you go to your teacher's house on Christmas Eve. Maybe Quinn. Quinn doesn't really have much going on. I hear to say, does Quinn have a family right now? Like, <laughs> I think maybe. I don't know. So enough, uh, enough of this. Get these kids out of this house. I've, I'm sick of it. They want to hang out outside of school, plan a field trip. This is not it. <laughs> so they're all there to help uh, decorate the. Tree. And, and, and I'm sorry, sorry. So, but just the fact that they all go over and they're taking <laughs> these freaking candy canes and just shoving them on the tree. I'm like, this is like the third time in this episode that these kids are just shoving things on the tree as if like, like I decorate one Christmas tree by myself. Not that like, not that I you know, don't need help. It's just, it's something that I always tend to do by myself, but like, there's no need for 12 kids to be, sh you know, throwing things on this tree. It's just, it's a tree. Sorry, I'm the Grinch. I'm being a Grinch. I'm being a Grinch. That's what I'm you're supposed to do. Uh, it's very over the top and very cheesy. And, you know, we get a, a line, uh, because Will's like, I thought you hated Christmas. She's like, no, I just hate you. Um, and so the two of them are going to look onwards as the kids are decorating and wish each other a Merry Christmas. And that's the end of the episode. And it's very, it's very cheesy. It's very over the top. I, I get it. But it's still just like warms my heart just a bit. Just because I just love the holidays. And I know what the overall message they're trying to, to, to get across is. And yeah, I just, I, I love this. I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know if this is my favorite Christmas episode. That's like an entirely different podcast in itself. But I, I just, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, again, I'm happy for you. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. That was our very first uh, Glee Christmas special. And we shall move on to our section of the episode. We are going to go over our favorite song. Um, let's do a quick rundown here. So we have The Most Wonderful Day of the Year, sang by The New Directions. We Need a Little Christmas, also sang by Mercedes and the New Directions. Merry Christmas, Darling, sang by Rachel Berry. Baby, It's Cold Outside, sang by Blaine and Kurt. You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, sang by Sue. Last Christmas, sang by Finn and Rachel. Welcome Christmas, sang by the New Directions. And there's also a bonus track on the CD, My Favorite Things sang by actually i'm not sure who sings the bonus one because i know that they, i know that uh mercedes sings it in season three but i don't think that's the same I mean, did they reuse it maybe i don't know i'll have to listen to it again uh but yeah those are our songs this this episode and um well i also you said you're a mean one mr grinch is sang by sue but according to the wikipedia page it's sang by someone named kd lang and will schuster so i don't think sue sings that she sings it in the episode what no, I don't think so. I, it's literally it says, her voice. It says the performer is KD Lang. And I think Will also sings it on the CD. What? I the don't think she sings it. I don't think that was her. Fuck? Yeah, I'm looking at the page right now. Uh, of 
Of the two songs from Hello Grinch Stole Christmas featured in the episode, the first a, vo- a voiceover vocal of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, sung by K.D. Lang, um, as Sue Reeks have it on the choir room, confused some view- reviewers who thought it was sung by Lynch herself. It sounds a lot, locker, a, lot, a lot like her, so that's crazy. Yeah, it was confusing because I was like, why is this random person singing this song? Well, it's, I don't know. I'm sure this person is like related to uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas in one way or another. I really have no idea. Um, but it is, yeah, um, the, it says here that, who's Harper? Um I don't know. Uh, somebody thought that Lynch sang it until Google set her straight. I'm just reading off the Wikipedia page. But yeah, that's uh, there's your fun fact of the day. You learned something as well. Well, all right. Well, sang by Katie Lang. Um, and <laughs> on the soundtrack version, sang by Will Schuster. So there we go. Those yes. are our, those are our songs. Um, my favorite. Oh, this is so hard because I love Christmas music, and. I make I can make a case for almost all of these songs, um, but I think if I had to go with one that I sing the most, oh fuck, it's so hard. Do I go cheerful or do I go sad? What do you do, Amon? What do you do? I think I want to go ahead and give it to "Merry Christmas, Darling." I just I love I love this song. It's one of my favorite songs as an adult. Uh, and I love Karen Carpenter's version as well. I just, I love the harmonies in the song. I love the lyrics. I love the melody. I love uh, the, uh, I just, I just love that entire song. If I had to choose a close second, I think it would have to be We Need a Little Christmas because I just love how uh, theatrical that song is. But yeah, Merry Christmas, Darling by Miss Rachel Berry is going to be my favorite song for this episode. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty much between two. I'm between Baby It's Cold Outside and Last Christmas. Um, And I am going to end up going with Last Christmas. Um, I'm here for these duets in this episode. And it's like, you know, because I'm not like... Even even in even on the even on the years that I am all over Christmas, like I'm not the person who's sitting in the car blasting Christmas music. Um, like if I go to an event and it's like a Christmas party or a Christmas get together, whatever, I'm happy to listen to Christmas music, but I'm never singing it singing it in my car. That's just not me. So last Christmas is going to be my pick here. It's got the most, you know, Finn and Rachel. Like I'm looking at it from the characters' perspective, and Finn and Rachel uh, back together after who knows how long that they had not had a duet together. Um, I I was happy with that. So we're going to go with that. All right. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, Slushy rating for this episode. (laughs) Although I feel like I can already tell what it might be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Let's see. I see. So that the the fact that it's all Christmas music and I'm not a Christmas music, uh, you know, person in general is something that is already kind of a deterrent um and i mean the storyline is cute um it's got a lot of fun britney things which i enjoy it's not bad i feel like my gut's leaning me to uh two slushies okay that's more pleasant than i thought it would be I take your critiques about how it doesn't necessarily push the plot forward. Um, I, I can understand that. Although I still feel like it does a bit, in at least in this particular Christmas special, because we do get to see uh, Rachel and Finn sort of struggle with their relationship. And I, I forgot to mention, as they're decorating Mr. Shoe's tree, we do get a, uh, uh, a shot of Rachel and Finn looking at each other, and Finn does smile back at Rachel. So I guess, 
even after the official breakup, there's still something there, I guess. I guess it's the Christmas spirit of it all. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so I on that front, we do at least get to see that. And I, I do really, uh, I, I am a big fan of the, of the Britney Christmas storyline. As absurd as it is, I just, I enjoy it a lot. Um, and I, I love Beast being Santa and coming into the house and, you know, telling us her story about how she really, really, really wanted Santa to make her a little bit less uh, big as a girl. And I, 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 of course, I love the cheesy-ass use of the Grinch storyline. It's not a perfect episode of Glee by any means. I mean, it's a Christmas special, so, you know, it, it can only do mm-hmm. so much. I think that I will be just a little more kind, but not by much, and I'll give it a 1.5. Fair enough. Um, and on that point about the uh, Finn and Rachel, Rachel is just so manipulative, and Finn is so dumb, and that's why it works so well for the two of them. Uh, it's it's insane, like how a Christmas episode can feature that dynamic of their relationship so much, of just like Rachel working the music and working the emotions of the holiday in to try to get Finn back on her side after she just did what she did in the last episode. And Finn's obviously so upset and hurt by Rachel, by everything that happened. And she's not doing much to actually apologize and show him that she's so sorry. All she's doing is trying to pretty much manipulate him into just forgiving her and letting it go. So uh, bad look on Rachel for the for last episode, this episode. I'm waiting for things to turn around. It's Christmas and it's time for you to forgive me, bitch. Forgive me! Seriously. <laughs> right? Gold star. I think that I am going to give my gold star to Brittany because for completely narcissistic reasons, she is the most like me in this episode. She is one that is completely, you know, entranced by the festive season. She believes with all of her heart. She loves it. She's so team Christmas and she wants one thing for Christmas this year and she just wants her boyfriend to be able to walk. And I'm just like, I mean, come on. Like, it doesn't really get much better than that for me. And I just, it's it's just something, in in all of its absurdity, it's something that I was still very drawn to and attached to. And I, while I don't think that the Glee kids handled the situation in a in the best way possible, I still sympathize with the fact that they were also like, because it's hard when you see someone believe in something so much, you want to believe with it. You want, you want them to, even if you don't believe in it yourself, you want to help them. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I just, I I love Brittany for that. So, um, yeah, (laughs) it's got to go to Brittany S. Pierce this time for me. Yeah, fair. Um, my gold star is going to a similar part of that equation as I'm going to give it to Artie. Um, Artie, this entire episode was, you know, very, very kind to something that I think a lot of kids would otherwise laugh at. I get that he's like, you know, into Britney and this is like a relationship kind of thing. So, of course, he's going to be uh, extra gentle with her. But like, I feel like the Artie that we know up to this point is kind of an a-hole. And, you know, in this episode, we do see a lot of a softer side of him where every step of the way, he's just making sure that they do things to let Britney believe in the magic just another step longer. He's, you know, getting uh, getting Schuster. He's getting all the tea. Every single kid in the club to get on board with this so that they just let Brittany have this time of year that makes her happy. And I think that's great. Um, the fact that he ends up, you know, getting a chance to walk at the end of this bonus points on that. So yeah, Artie is my star of the episode. Yes. 
All right. Well, we have officially gotten through <laughs> our Christmas special. Do you feel better now, Matt, that it's behind you? <laughs> yeah, I don't have to do this again for another uh, season now. Uh, another 20-something episodes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys once again for joining us for another episode of the choir room and if you guys enjoy this episode so much that you decide to give it a re-listen during the holidays and you're listening during the holidays right now happy holidays <laughs> yes <laughs> sure somebody is happy uh, happy holidays merry christmas i feel like happy it's Hanukkah. possible i feel like somebody could be like oh let me listen to the choir room again just to get into the christmas spirit you know like hey so if you are <laughs> happy christmas Happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy everything. I forget all the the rest of the of the of the holidays, but happy every holiday that is around this time of year from 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 us to you. Um, if you yes. want to reach out to us, make sure that you DM us on Twitter. Um, we are at Choir Room Pod on Twitter. Um, you can also reach out to us individually. I'm at Matt Ligori. Or- what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been using the wrong Twitter account the past few years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Adamon Adwin. He's at Matt Ligori. Make sure that you follow us there. And uh, leave us star ratings and reviews wherever you get your yes, podcast. Yes, that's our Christmas gift. Give give us all the Christmas gifts and reviews, please. Yes, Thank you. Yes, we yes, would please. love that. Yes. And uh yeah, this is this is the end. This is the end of uh, the first part of season 2. This is what you guys uh have now, you know, if you're listening to this right now, you've completed the first set of season 2 episodes that have been released to you and there are plenty more on the way, but depending on when you're listening to them, that might be already there, that might be in uh, a week or two, we'll see, but glad you are still along for the ride with us. Thank you guys all very much for listening. Yes. And we will see you guys at the